Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Coming up on today's news, there is weird drama surrounding Kyrie Sane's potential WWE return. WWE secret CM Punk tactics have been revealed. We have details on the salary to do with Rick Flair's arrival in AEW. And Impact Wrestling morale is surging after recent successes. I'm Adam Wilborn. I'm Michael Sedgwick. And this is the news. So the first story of today is Kyrie Sane is, wasn't isn't and now is coming back to <laughs> WWE WrestleVotes Twitter slash X Scoopster confirmed that she had now been listed after months and months of rumours on that internal roster. This was initially refuted by the very reliable um, PWE, uh, sorry, PW Insiders mm. Mike Johnson. WrestleVotes was adamant that no, 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 she is returning, she is listed, and then um, PW Insider then followed through with the report that yes, she is in fact listed on the internal roster which is very very good news Kyrie Sane is an absolute tremendous talent and um, for my money she did not get utilized effectively throughout that first WWE run um, she was you know presided over creative wise by Vince McMahon so that was never going to happen and <laughs> um, Triple H one would hope would have better ideas for her and um, Kyrie Sane is a potential babyface sensation she's got the best finish in all of pro wrestling, arguably, she radiates just this incredible charm. She's even so talented that she was good in that sort of mischievous um, heel role yeah. um, in WWE. But I think the money there is in a babyface run. I'm really, really looking forward to it. Uh, I think it was Andy Murray, actually, uh, Mr. Migraine, get well soon, who um, tried to manifest Rhea Ripley versus Kyrie Sane into existence. What an absolutely incredible dynamic that would be. I'm really excited about this news. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I got very excited when they first were reporting that Kyrie Sane was going back to WWE, and like you say, it was all a bit weird after that. It went quiet, then there was speculation whether or not it was going to be happening, and changes, and obviously, you never know what decisions or who's making the big decisions sometimes within WWE. We even had questions recently speculating on about it and uh, I sort of took a guess saying I think there was reports that she'd finished her deal with Stardom, was it, I think? Um, and then was just taking some time off and was due to come back around this time of year. But like you say, Sige, I think she's a sensation. Um, not sure how happy she's going to be walking back in and being like, Right, Naya. Um, but nevertheless, um, I think she's going to be brilliant. And, and maybe they could even utilize that. I like the way that they are just portraying Nia Jax right now. And, and like you say, that finish. I mean, yeah, it's so good. It's just, it's just spectacular. How, like, you just go, oh, 
She's going to do an elbow drop. That's fine. Oh, my God, that would make my heart explode. Yeah, yeah, no, it's absolutely, absolutely sensational. So I'm really looking forward to, hopefully, I mean, you'd be stupid not to, yeah. the actual Kyrie Sane babyface run. It should have been all along. Yeah, let us know uh, who you'd like to see her face when she returns to WWE in the comment section below. Uh, let's move over and talk about another person who's going to be returning to WWE very soon, CM Punk. It's all the work. Now, granted, it isn't, it is, it is granted not. five or select have come through with a report saying uh, it's still a firm no, but if you believe them, I mean, you're sensible because they're a very reputable series of uh, journalists. But, in my opinion, it's all the work is turned up at Survivor Series. No, no, Sean Ross, that knows his stuff. Good point. Uh, but anyway, uh, WWE had a bit of a little uh, secret tactics regarding Da Punker uh, when it came to the Fastlane press conference. Um, obviously, no real questions were asked about uh, that, and we weren't sure whether or not there's been a, an edict put out by WWE or people were just like, ah, what's the point, nothing's gonna happen. But apparently, um, they were surprised, WWE sources, at the lack of punk questions at Fastlane. But had he been brought up, WWE's line was to be that although there was no ill will between the two parties, Punk wasn't signed, there weren't any ongoing negotiations, and fans should not expect to see the Chicago in a Survivor Series on the 25th of November. Um, they also wish to note that the possibility is always there, mm -hmm. but, yeah, they kind of prepped just in case questions about Defunker came up, which does make sense considering, well, he's always a topic of conversation, isn't he? Yeah, absolutely. If you remember as well, um, was it a return to Chicago? This is a very hazy memory of mine. I apologize. I probably should have looked this up. It was a return to Chicago and Stephanie McMahon was getting CM Punk chance and she said something to the effect of, if you keep that up for the amount of time he got battered in his first UFC fight, you'll mm -hmm. last longer than he did or whatever. That was clearly a similar thing to that, uh -huh. where they expected it. You have a backup plan in place. Quite um, astute, but as someone pointed out on X, I forget who it was, it's quite funny that the question was not in fact asked. Look, I've got very minimal experience at being in these presses. The atmosphere created is quite, I know it's quite intense. It's just, you just never feel particularly comfortable. Mm. Whether, whether WWE or AEW. Oh, yeah. God, I just, yeah, it's, it's an in-character thing. It's called a press conference. You are kind of taking part in this fictional storyline driver in effect. It's quite weird. Um, I will say that I was going to ask quite a pressing question. Uh, when I got to Tony Khan at Double or Nothing, but never, ever got the chance to do it. But ultimately it's not the environment where these questions are posed. No. You'd not know until you sat down there. Plus, you probably got thrown slightly by MGF putting over our podcast. Oh, no, it's on cloud now. It's on cloud now. <laughs> anyway. Which, uh, where can you find that? Um, what Culture Wrestling Podcast, wherever you get your podcast from, or search for it on YouTube, because uh, we're on there now. Big Show. Cedric uh, did a Big Show impression yesterday. <laughs> Uh, anyway, let's talk about Ric Flair. Yeah, Ric Flair, um, Fightful Select yet again, the most uh, prolific scoopsters in the business, um, have come through with details on um, his deal, which have made me even more sad about it. Um, I'm not uh, remotely happy about Ric Flair arriving in AEW. It just feels like such a cynical... How long has it been since that dark side of the ring? Two years, that's enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just, I, I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. And sort of deepening that anger, and that festering anger I feel, apparently most, if not all, of its salary will be covered by the energy drink company. Oh, yeah. And it has been likened to a sort of Macho Man Randy Savage Slim Jim style yeah. situation. And it kind of, that makes it more annoying because like, it just makes a ethical, moral decision that bit easier where it's like, right, we could do this. 
right? Okay, but he can't talk. He's um, a complete liability. He has um, an absolutely awful past, which has recently been uncovered. Um, no one asked for Ric Flair. We're not in the best of positions as a company. We're quite cool, but we are not desperate. On every conceivable level, this was just a terrible, terrible, pointless idea. But the fact that maybe they've sort of grappled internally with this and thought, oh, we're not paying him. So what does it matter? That just makes it even worse for me. Yeah, and the thing is, obviously, you know, it is a business at the end of the day, but it is a business run by a billionaire, so it's not that essential. And like you said, just think the vibes that this gives out. You know, you were talking about on social media, loads of people. It's astonishing. It's astonishing. Um, And uh, I saw I saw someone respond to one of your tweets, and I thought, yeah, that's. That's kind of the point where someone was like, doesn't matter, everyone's kind of forgot about the whole Vince McMahon thing anyway now. Anyway, we like that in a few year, few months' time. That's not the right way to think yeah, about yeah. these things. Um, but maybe we should uh, do a sort of roundtable podcast on our new podcast channel. What's it called? About the, the What Called Wrestling Podcast. Um, about all this. to come out next week because we haven't got any editors on Monday. Yeah, so... Stick around for that one. Uh, we'll definitely go into more detail about the state of AEW because... Yeah, it's a state. And it's just one it's of those, a mess. It's one of those things where it's like, you know, the, the, the comparisons with TNA and WCW, I think, were completely unfounded in the early, early days. The more and more now, you're like, what? Like, I saw someone, there's another good reply to one of your tweets. It was like, WWE uh, got 25% better at, apologies, uh, AEW themselves to death. Yes, they should have completely and utterly the bed. I'm really looking forward to recording that podcast and drilling all of this down. It's just remarkable, remarkable how this company could thread an intricate storyline and you'd never see the outcome, but it made all the sense in the world. And now that paradigm has been shifted so much that they are now making the sort of decisions that literally everyone is thinking like, well, we know better, really. What the f*** are you doing? (laughs) What on earth are you playing at? How can you not see what... Uh, everyone's social media activity is curated differently. Certainly from my perspective, virtually every single person I follow was just going, what? Mm. Inconceivable, but we will absolutely drill down into the podcast. But yeah. we've got another story. Indeed, yeah, that'll come out on uh, on Monday. But uh, speaking of TNA, it's good again now. Uh, is Impact Wrestling technically right now? But Good gonna- again? Yeah, good. Okay, fair enough. Um, it's obviously going to become TNA again in January. Uh, and Mike Johnson of PW Insider are reporting that uh, their UK tour that happened last week has received rave reviews with shows playing out in packed out buildings. I went there on Friday. Brilliant. There was TNA chats everywhere. People were just really happy about total non-stop action back being a thing again. And the morale is absolutely fantastic off the back of that, which is always nice to hear. The highest point, uh, source, since they joined the promotion. Best it's been in many years. A lot of excitement about 2024. TNA set to return with a new studio in January. And speaking of the show I went to on Friday, uh, that was Turning Point. It was filmed last Friday. It comes out today with what culture's own Simon Miller versus Joe Hendry. It is a load of fun, that match. Go and check that out um, when it airs tonight. And uh, it's a great match with the Will Ospreay and Eddie Edwards there as well. Um, yeah, just it's one of those stories, again, uh, just nice to hear people are enjoying going to work. Yeah, it makes a bit of a bloody change. <laughs> Look, no, I think uh, this TNA rebrand has been so incredibly inspired, like... I can't remember who pointed this out. I wish it was my insight. I'm quite jealous of that, actually. (laughs) 
Um, originally, that TNA brand was so stupid because um, the advertising industry already has this like really low opinion of the professional wrestling fan base, hence why um, it took so long for a viable alternative to emerge, even though for decades now there's been a lapsed WWE audience every couple of years throughout this 21st century drop-off before, you know, they got really hot under this resurgence. Mm. Um, but the idea that, who calls it TNA anymore? Who, who really says tits and ass? It just doesn't fly. <laughs> Barely TNA, sort of the T N apostrophe A. Yeah. Like, that's not something anyone says no. anymore. So you could probably strip any context away from those words, and it's just a new thing. Yes. Almost. Um, it's, just, it's completely out of just everyday vernacular in sort of pop culture and all the rest of it. Um, people just love nostalgia. The very um, debate surrounding the name change and the brand change have actually created a bit of sort of discourse surrounding impact, which, because AEW, again, so greedy, has marketed itself as the buffet. Everything you like about wrestling is in one place. Bloodbaths, lucha, brawling, technical wrestling. It was really hard for people to even talk about, much less watch Impact without a USP. And I think the timing of this is inspired as well. You know, they're doing so amid AEW's creative decline. Yeah. There's less and less conversation. I think more than one person feels like, you know, it's not really worth getting jazzed about. And I just think the timing of this, the idea behind it, it's really good. And fair play to Scott Damore. I think he's playing yeah. a bit of a blinder. I'm not suggesting for a moment that they are, like, you know, anywhere close to becoming number two, mm. uh, the number two, or if it's even a remote possibility. But, you know, the. It's a publicity stunt that's got them off to a really strong start and they can only be commended for that. And at a time where you would just assume all the major talent would be gobbled up, like you say, by AEW or WWE, and if they didn't want to go there, they'd probably just go to Japan. And I'll be funny, that will happen if this thing actually takes off a little bit. Yeah. But they've got, you know, Mike Bailey, they've got Trinity, of course. Uh, Eric Young's back there on the bet. He got a great reception, for example, on, on last Friday in Newcastle. I'm really excited to see what happens with this and check out Turning Point, like I said, on their streaming service tonight. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help 
a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Uh, right, let's move over to your Twitter questions or X questions at what culture WB, of course. Uh, first question today comes from Vacant's Manager, who says, Gents, I recently watched old Randy Savage and Jake Roberts promos from the 80s. Who could talk you into a building with promos today? Paul Heyman, MJF? Well, yes, they're obviously both incredible raiders. Mm-hmm. What additionally annoys me about All Elite Wrestling right now is that they <laughs> have got people under con- contract very much capable of doing this, and I know because I've got interested in their matches because they were once allowed to sell them on television. Eddie Kingston and John Moxley. Yes. Why are they not talking in prominent roles, in well-cast roles, every single week? It feels like I've watched John Moxley brawl in post-match angles with, like, just a wild assortment of people in Orange Cassidy Supergroup, um, heels and baby faces alike, depending on how the BCC is aligned. Like, John Moxley, this heel experiment has not really worked. Mm. And the BCC are absolutely all out of the shop in terms of the character alignment. Like, just have him as a babyface selling matches because that was peak AEW and he's still there. He's still awesome. And he looks like he's got the bit between his teeth. Eddie Kingston is baffling to me. Absolutely baffling. Like, Tony Khan, right, is... I know he's just done what he's done and signed who he's just signed. Uh-huh. Ordinarily, he's shown sort of signs that he couldn't be like an all right guy because when he demotes, not demotes, but just prioritizes somebody else in his storylines. And like the same thing happened with FTR and Kingston where, right, I'm not going to use you prominently because I know I've got everyone in the world. <laughs> Sorry, Eddie. Or I'm going with the acclaimed instead of FTR. He kind of just gave them a little dream side project run. Aussie Open in New Japan and go to Triple R and um, be the IWG Tag Team Champions for FTR. Now, Eddie, it's like, who are your favorite Japanese wrestlers? Go and wrestle them and beat them. And, yeah. It's nice for him, but Eddie Kingston, I think, can do so much more than that. Like, There's no one who can convince me that a rivalry or a grievance or a something consumes his very soul and makes me believe like Eddie Kingston and the guy hasn't spoke. When was the last time Eddie Kingston spoke at length on Dynamite or Collision? Well, yeah, I mean, I was going to say, like, that, that Collision promo after the, the Jarrett loss. bleeding and oh, spitting all over the lane. Why can't he do this every single goddamn Mox, week? He's unbelievable at Mox it. Mox did it on Dynamite this week, and I was like, there it is. There it is. It's there. It's Just there. Just do that. And that's the most annoying thing. They actually have it. They, like, they have it. Yeah. So, Eddie Kingston and Mox for me. And you know what? Dr. Britt Baker, I don't know what's up with that. They were teasing something with Hikaru Shida that seems to have been dropped. I don't know if that's typical present-day AEW cack-handed, unfocused, directionless, chaotic stuff, or whether there's an injury there. I know she's had back Mm. problems, but like the 2020 Britt Baker, that heel was so good at creating interest, um, so she goes on that list too. Uh, obviously, yeah, MJF and Paul Heyman need to be mentioned. Uh, and I will say, obviously, another one really obvious. Cody Rhodes, like, they ended Raw on a DQ this week. And you thought, oh, it's a bit disappointing. Especially the go-home ahead of Crown Jewel. And then she went, oh, just send Cody out and cut a two-minute promo. And I was like, oh, everything's fine again now. I'm yeah. sold. Uh, and also Turbo Floyd. I want to yeah. give him a mention almost every news video because he's bloody, bloody brilliant again with the Outrunners. I think Swerve as well. Swerve's great. Swerve's yeah. my pick for the next AEW World Champion. Uh, Chris Theobald, thank you for our second question today, Chris. Hello, gents. Happy Friday. Do you think now that Ric Flair has signed a multi-year deal with AEW, uh, the WWE will want to put a championship belt on Cena to beat Flair's record? 
Vince. I'm not remotely suggesting for a minute that WWE isn't vindictive and petty, even in this new era. Um, but I just think that it's a that even they would consider it a disproportionate response. Um, I can't see that happening at all. Yeah. Even if it's for the, the Seth Rollins lesser title. I will say I think they're going to get rid of the woo from the opening video thing. Oh yeah, that's the kind of thing they by, do. By yeah. tonight on SmackDown, he's going to go, yeah, instead of woo, probably, or something like no, that. No, that would not surprise me in the <laughs> least. Um, I just think that would be too petty even for them, even though they are quite petty. Uh, and if you want the immediate thoughts of uh, Michael Sidgwick behind this whole Ric Flair situation, we'll talk more about it on the Collision Preview podcast a little bit later on today. What cool dressing podcast, as I said, wherever you get your podcast from. Uh, final question today comes from AJ David, who says, Hi, Dad Lease. He sent us this yesterday, but I just spotted it, and I thought it'd be perfect time to, to answer this. Uh, do you think that AW could keep the devil angle going long enough that one of the major stars' contracts doesn't get renewed with the Fed, revealing them as the master? Mastermind, I find the prospect of Balor or AJ interesting. Um, it's hard to tell. You look at AEW storytelling, you hear the reports um, from Dave Meltzer about the um, lack of forward planning, the lack of communication to talent who um, increasingly don't know what they're going to do from week to week. It's mainly, here's what you're doing today. Which is the problem, because you always talk about them sort of leaving breadcrumbs. Yeah, you can't foreshadow anything, you can't tease anything, you can't sort of you know, like hide anything in plain sight and have that epiphany moment. Yeah. Oh, if I'd only paid a bit more attention, well, guess what? Now I'm really going to focus on the product. Oh, Mega and Callis are there. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's ridiculous that they are not doing this anymore. Um, it really is fun to know. To have the security as well, that it's all going to be okay. Just makes sitting down watching it that much better. Um, I do think that there's an actual plan for this. Mm -hmm. I don't think they've just stuck some tit in a mask and thought, right, okay, <laughs> we'll, um, we'll, out, we'll yeah. work something out. Like, I don't think it's quite that bad. And I suspect that the person playing the devil is already under contract and there is a um, personnel reveal and even a time reveal. I think we'll find out who that person is at World's End. Where's the apostrophe? Are several World's Ending? What about the other world? I... It'd be good if it was like World's End and it was like ROH and uh, Battle of the Belt. Oh, that's good. I can do with the, I can do with the back of those. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I think, it's, I think it's a nice idea. You know, I was thinking, oh, you know what? Balor or Who's AJ. Who's suggested want to come? Well, even that, let, let alone that. You know I mean, that would, be the, that would be the absolute height of arrogance to think, oh, we'll get someone like that when their deals expire. Yeah. It's a very risky strategy as well, because you obviously can't put pen to paper on it. That's just downright illegal. So the best you can do is a, is a handshake deal. And, you know, wrestlers can change their minds on that sort of thing. And if the Fed got, the, got wind of it, they would be like, we're going to move heaven and earth to really bugger up this storyline. And then they'd have to be like, and the devil is probably QT Marshall or something mm. like that. I like the idea of Callus right now. Um, I think it was... Uh, Hamfler, who was talking about that with me the other day. Uh, but I do like the tease of Britt Baker and the old Doja Cat. Hmm? Huh? Hmm? Is that a thing? Who knows? But let us know your thoughts on that and everything we've discussed so. in the comment section uh, below. And uh, check out this video. See you later. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.